my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious My friends, and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 88, an interesting reflection on the nature of the podcast. And of course, because it's episode 88, it's a very special show because we get to revel in my nostalgia all around my favorite movie of all time, besides The Matrix, Back to the Future. Ah, what did I tell you? 88 miles per hour! <laughs> so yes, there will be a few Back to the Future references uh, peppered throughout this show. But uh, another reason this is a special episode of Fresh Fusion is because it's about something very interesting <laughs> that happened over the past few days, uh, something that uh, kind of just exploded <laughs> without me kind of having any preparation of it happening. And what I'm talking about is a toot that I tooted on Mastodon went viral. And oh boy, did it go viral. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I wanted to kind of go through initially here uh, kind of three reasons why this is particularly interesting. Uh, the first is that uh, it's interesting when anything goes viral on Mastodon these days because, uh, you know, Mastodon has been growing, 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 but it's still, you know, in, in absolute numbers, a pretty small social network. Uh, so to post something and have it go viral on Mastodon isn't the same as having something go viral on Twitter. Uh, it's it's a little bit more newsworthy, I think, in these early days. Uh, so anything going viral on Mastodon, I feel like, is interesting to report on. And of course, the second reason it's interesting is because I wrote it. <laughs> so yeah, something I wrote went viral. Um, and I, I would like to ask why? Why did it go viral? Why did this particular thing that I wrote uh, just take on a life of its own. What is it about what I said? Is it controversial? Yes. <laughs> is it incorrect? I would say no, and I'll explain why. Um, is it important? Is it timely? I would argue absolutely. Uh, some folks who replied don't agree with that. They think what I said is completely a waste of time. Uh, so I'll explain why it's not a waste of time. <laughs> uh, and then the final reason uh, I think this is interesting is because, um, you know, essentially the conversation which has since ensued since I posted the toot uh, has has really brought up a lot of fascinating and uh, strangely uh, inconsistent <laughs> <laughs> thoughts out there in the general public around one of my favorite topics, which is, of course, podcasting. The podcast. What is a podcast? What is the medium of the podcast? Uh, why do we call podcasts podcasts? 
why aren't they called something else? What even is the format of the podcast? (laughs) All of these questions around what is a podcast and why is it called podcast apparently are just so all over the map. And if you ask a bunch of different people, you'll get maybe a bunch of different answers, which is really weird because I think if you ask most people what is a website, you'll get a consistent answer. What is a website? And people will say, oh, I can pull up a web browser. I can, you know, type in, they might not even know what a URL is, but they can, you know, say, I'll type in google.com and google.com will come up in my web browser and that's a website. And they're correct. That is indeed a website. A website is a collection of documents, uh, pages, whatever you want to call them, that can be accessed through a specific address, a URL. And that address works inside of a web browser, and the web browser downloads the content of the website and displays it. And you can get into the weeds of like, oh, a website uses HTTP and HTML, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, generally, like the superficial answer of what is a website, you know, most people are going to give you an answer that is true. Now, if you ask people, what is a podcast? Apparently, they're going to give you an answer that might be completely incorrect. Why is that? Why have we arrived at this place where apparently what is a podcast will present such a problem? And this became such a lively conversation and went viral enough that Dave Weiner, who, of course, was a leading figure in the formation of blogging culture, uh, internet news feed culture. He's, of course, the inventor of RSS. He's generally credited as the co-inventor of the podcast, along with Adam Curry back in uh, you know the early 2000s. Uh, you know, he, he weighed in on the conversation as well. And it's kind of strange, <laughs> to say the least, that the guy who was literally there helping to invent this technology is having to continue to defend basic understandings of how the technology works. 20 years after the technology was first popularized and, uh, you know, essentially what we have today in this ecosystem of podcasting uh, has remained unchanged since then, which I'll get into in a whole bunch just in a little bit. But before I get ahead of myself, let me read you the toot. Let me read you what I wrote so that you can know what it is we are all talking about. So this is verbatim what I tooted. Read my lips, an audio show that can only be played in an Apple player on an Apple device is not a podcast. An audio show that can only be played in Spotify is not a podcast. Repeat ad nauseum for any other proprietary audio show platforms. A podcast is an RSS feed with enclosures of audio files, which are playable across the whole ecosystem of podcast players. Any reporter who reports on exclusive audio shows and calls them podcasts are doing a grave disservice to their audience. So to me, there is nothing controversial in this statement. I am describing what podcasts are. Technically, I'm saying here here is technically what a podcast is. And for reporters not to explain to their audiences what podcasts are when certain companies like Spotify and even Apple try to redefine what a podcast is, aka something you can only play in Spotify, something you can only play in Apple's podcast app, something that's not available anywhere else. There's no RSS feed. It's incompatible with all podcast players. 
it's not indexable by all podcast directories, those shows obviously can't be called podcasts because they're not part of the ecosystem of podcasts. They don't use podcasting technology as it has been for many, many years. (laughs) So for reporters to report on these shows and call them podcasts because Apple calls them podcasts or Spotify calls them podcasts, they're doing a grave disservice to their audience. They're doing a grave disservice because they're not explaining to their audiences that these companies are calling these shows podcasts, but they're not, in fact, technically podcasts. This, to me, is not controversial. <laughs> this, to me, is not factually incorrect in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm explaining what is quite provable and quite verifiable. <laughs> you can look at the history of podcasting. You can look at the definition of podcasting. And it's just, it's easy to verify that what I'm saying is true. And yet, I got a bunch of replies from folks who want to argue all these various points in some really strange directions. (laughs) And just so you know, like how viral this thing went, uh, it got almost, as of the time of this recording, it got almost 2,000 boosts. And a boost is essentially a, a retweet, uh, if you want to think of it in, in Twitter terms. But it got almost 2,000 boosts, almost 2,500 likes or favorites, as they're called on Mastodon, um, hundreds of comments. So <laughs> clearly this, this you know, really went pretty far throughout the network. And, you know, generally speaking, you might say, well, most people seemingly agreed with it or they wouldn't have boosted it and favorited it, favorited it, (laughs) it's hard to say. Um, So, you know, a few comments relative to the rest of the engagement means that most people would agree with me. Um, But I don't know, like the the folks that silently agreed with me, I don't know, you know, what it is exactly they're agreeing with. But I certainly know what the people who are disagreeing with me are saying, because, well, they're saying it. So instead of just sort of waving my hand and saying, you know, be gone the lot of ye and not engaging with what they're saying, I'd really like to break down what the arguments are against what I said. What are the reasons why someone would disagree with what I said? And why are they disagreeing with what I said? What is the, what is the motivation for this? Um, and that last bit might be a little bit hard to describe. But so... Breaking this down, the two types of reply I generally got, I could I could break down into two different camps. The first camp is sort of this, you know, how dare you sort of approach. Like, everyone just knows that podcast means spoken word audio shows on the internet. How dare you play language police? How dare you try to hold back the evolution of language? The way in which this word is used over time will change. It's inevitable. <laughs> hold that thought. It's inevitable. You know, people will call things what they call them. You know, the colloquial usage of a word can change over time. So, you know, whatever podcast meant many years ago, maybe it means something different now. And that's just how language works. You know, people accuse me of not knowing how language worked to my face. <laughs> you don't know how language works. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, how dare you, how dare you play language police? And I can't believe how many people wrote in to say like, 
in theory, I agree with you, but... And then they would they, they would all use the same terms. They would all use the same phrases. They would say, I'm fighting a losing battle. Tons of different people independently wrote in, fighting a losing battle. Fighting a losing battle. Where, where do people get this stuff? Like, just, like, as soon as you see what anything anyone ever writes on the internet to say, like, here's what something actually means, and you can, you can easily verify the veracity of what I'm saying, it's like, you're fighting a losing battle. Why am I fighting a losing battle? I'm just telling you what a podcast is. <laughs> it's not hard to find out what a podcast is. Like, I can describe literally to anyone what a podcast is in like a sentence. A podcast is an RSS feed. Wait, what did, what did I write here? What did I write here? A podcast is an RSS feed with enclosures of audio files which are playable across the whole ecosystem of podcast players. That's what a podcast is. <laughs> this ship has sailed. A whole bunch of different people wrote me to say this ship has sailed. Oh, you know, I might in theory agree with you, and it's a shame that the open ecosystem of podcasting is, you know, kind of getting left by the wayside now or whatever, but, uh, you know, this ship has sailed. This ship has sailed. What ship? Sailed where? (laughs) I'm just saying what a podcast is. All right, so that's the one type of reply. And then the next type of reply here, (laughs) in a way, is less offensive, but actually I found more offensive. I I kind of found this second type of reply to be even more offensive because it's so not what the history is. Like, it's completely retconning the historical development of podcasts. So (laughs) basically, this type of reply is, well, actually... And like literally like every single person who tried to write in and tell me this, you could easily imagine it starts with, well, actually, like total reply guy sort of thing here. But anyway, well, actually, podcast is a portmanteau of iPod and broadcast because it was for listening to Internet radio shows on the iPod. So podcasts are just for Apple devices. Since we're now using other devices besides the iPod, the word podcast has evolved. Or if you don't like that, it has evolved. You should be using the word exclusively to refer to shows downloaded onto an iPod. So a podcast is an iPod broadcast. So podcasts, of course, are just for iPods. And if you're not listening to them on iPods, you should use another word. Or we can just use podcast for everything that anyone plays on the internet that's just an audio show whatever. Like... (laughs) (laughs) this is the actual argument that I got like from a ton of different people and it's completely wrong. (laughs) I, 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 I truly don't understand this. Why do people want to be reply guys and say, well, actually, and offer information that is verifiably incorrect? Like, I don't, I don't really get that. Like certainly people can have opinions about things. Like someone can say is, my opinion is that it's bad to use the word podcast for something that's not an audio show that's downloaded to an iPod. Like, I don't like that. And people have said that in the past. Like, Leo Laporte of the Twit uh, Podcast Network uh, famously campaigned to call them netcasts, not podcasts. He didn't like the word podcast. He didn't want people to think that the podcast was tied to Apple devices or iPod, because it wasn't, but people thought maybe it was because of the word podcast, and he didn't like that. 
that's perfectly fine. You're perfectly entitled to your opinion around if you like the word podcast or not, but you're not entitled to your facts, right? You're not entitled to your facts. It's a fact that the word podcast does not refer to an iPod broadcast that can only be played on the iPod. That's just not true. It's never been true. But don't take my 2023 word for it. Let my 2005 self explain it all to you. (laughs) I am now going to play a clip from my very first podcast, the first podcast I ever recorded and published all the way back in the year 2005. Yes, we'll use our time machine. (laughs) Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We will get into the time machine and set the year to 2005 and listen to what my 2005 self explained what a podcast is. Before I get on with the music, I just want to very briefly talk about podcasting. Podcasts are uh, becoming the next big thing in radio. But what is it? I mean, a lot of people talk about it, but they don't actually explain how it works. So basically, a podcast is an audio file you can download from the internet, plus an RSS feed. And what that means is that when you use software such as iTunes to subscribe to a podcast, what happens is every time there's a new episode available to download, the subscription software you're using will automatically download that to your hard drive and optionally transfer it to a player such as the iPod. You don't need an iPod to enjoy podcasting. You don't even need iTunes. You don't need anything from Apple. They didn't even invent it. Um, The term pod just came from the iPod because that's what a lot of people use. Um, But uh, basically just people doing blogs got into doing audio blogs, but they thought, well, audio blog sounds kind of boring. So they uh, came up with the term podcast. So uh, podcasting's a really neat thing, and uh, more and more people are enjoying being able to do the sort of TiVo for radio thing, uh, downloading stuff off the internet as it's available. So uh, that's what we're doing here. Melodious Synth started out as a streaming radio station on the Live 365 service. We still have that going on. We'll still be continuing that streaming service. But the podcast is something we're really excited about, and that's what we're doing today. Well, thank you, Jared, from 2005. I appreciate you very clearly explaining to me what a podcast is. Uh, Hopefully you can explain to the rest of the internet now in the year 2023 what a podcast is, because, uh, well, they don't agree with it anymore. Uh, But seriously, folks, uh, yes, so that was a podcast called the Melodious Synth Podcast that I started in 2005, only got about three episodes in uh, and then kind of fizzled out uh, because it was really hard to put together a podcast about music. It was primarily music along with some descriptions of the musical selections and even some interviews with uh, synthesizer music, electronic music folks. I don't know if you remember this, but PodSafe music uh, became a thing because all of a sudden a bunch of people are trying to uh, produce podcasts and they want to play music because there are a lot of, you know, like DJ mixes and things of that nature out there. People wanted to do, you know, music shows 
and uh, you couldn't just, you know, you couldn't just play full tracks of music on podcasts, right? Because of copyright issues. <laughs> and that was back in the day when, you know, there was all the hoopla around Napster and all the, you know, pirating music online stuff. So you really didn't want to get into trouble. So some artists went to the trouble of you know, essentially saying this music is pod safe music. We allow you to play our music on your podcast and talk about our music on your podcast. So I would try to find out who's providing pod safe music or I would ask them like, hey, can I play your music on my show? But it was a lot of work. It was it was hard to to do all that. So I only got three episodes in. But the point here, folks, is that as I clearly said in 2005 on the show, You don't need an iPod to enjoy podcasts. You don't even need iTunes. Apple didn't invent the format. (laughs) This is a this is really key here, folks. This this is actually really a more fascinating aspect of the development of podcasts, which is that Apple did not invent the format at all. It was invented just by folks on the internet, basically bloggers, basically folks that you know were were really into publishing blogs on the web and wanted to be able to to add to what they were doing, the ability to publish audio blogs, be able to publish audio episodes of things the same way they could publish blog posts. So podcasting came right out of audio blogging. And that's exactly what I said in that 2005 clip, that podcasting came right out of audio blogging. It uses RSS. RSS is the delivery mechanism, you have these MP3 files sitting on a server somewhere, and the only reason anyone knows that they exist and how to download them is because they are described inside of RSS feeds, the same way that you could subscribe to blogs via RSS feeds. So a podcast is indeed two things, an RSS feed and MP3 files. And then any podcast player, any, any podcast player on any device, any platform, any operating system, anywhere on the web, anywhere in the world. (laughs) This is completely open, just like the web itself, just like websites. It's completely open. Like that's what a podcast is, an RSS feed and basically MP3 files, right? (laughs) That's what it was. That's what it still is. And for people to say, oh, well, podcast is just iPod broadcasts is for iPods. That's a retcon. That's totally a retcon. Now, Apple, of course, did help popularize podcasting as a medium. You know, adding support to iTunes was a big deal. They even added, you know, iTunes specific tags. They added some specific iTunes tags to RSS as, as XML extensions. Uh, so that it was easier to discover podcasts and, you know, have them listed in Apple's new iTunes podcast directory. But, but that's it. And like nearly 20 years later, it's all the same stuff. It's the same exact stuff. Like nothing has changed, right? Like this podcast you're listening to right now, right, right this very second, this podcast you're listening to is an mp3 file that has been delivered to you because of the rss feed which describes the podcast it's the exact same stuff nearly everything on the web (laughs) around us has changed a lot over 20 years but the podcast is like the same thing it's the same thing nothing has changed so stop 
retconning this word. It never meant only iPod files. It never meant only Apple devices. That never was true. And like, you could just go to Wikipedia and read about podcasts on Wikipedia, and they literally say this. They say, despite the etymology, the content can be accessed using any computer or similar device that can play media files. The term podcast predates Apple's addition of podcasting features to the iPod and the iTunes software. And you can read all about the history of podcasting on Wikipedia. Like, you can get all this information. It's right there. It's all right there. So why are people arguing with me? Like, this is not rocket science. <laughs> it's like me saying HTML is, is hypertext markup language. And this is what HTML does. Then someone's saying, well, I don't think HTML does that. And, well, HTML means this. And, like, people can change what the word HTML is. And <laughs> it's just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, and then as far as the, like the whole thing around like, well, podcast just means spoken word audio shows on the internet. You know, how dare you play language police? Things will change. It's inevitable. There's one person who said like some, some, some folks recorded a show and in their minds, they imagined that they were recording a podcast. You know, that was their intention was to record a podcast. So even if they just put it on this single platform somewhere, you know, under a subscription or whatever, like... They imagined, you know, they believed, <laughs> they intended to record a podcast, so that's a podcast. Okay, sure, like, like whatever our intention is, whatever we imagine our actions to be and what things mean is just what it means, right? Like, take Donald Trump, like, all those classified documents, like, he could just, he could just imagine that they're declassified, and suddenly they're declassified. Like, he could just think about them. He doesn't even have to tell anyone. Donald Trump doesn't have to tell anyone <laughs> if documents are declassified. He just thinks about them and they're magically declassified. It's magic, folks. It's magic. What the? <laughs> huh? Like that's, that, that's not reality. People just don't imagine things and that it comes to pass and, it, and the meanings change to what they imagine. Just because someone imagines, just because someone intends, just because someone believes they're creating a podcast doesn't mean they're creating a podcast. Like I could imagine I'm a blogger. I could imagine I could conceive of myself as a person who publishes on the web. And, and then it turns out like, oh, I don't actually publish on the web. I just like send text messages to certain people some of my ideas. But but I am I just believed. I believed that I was writing a blog post when I sent a text message to a buddy and said here's some ideas. And because I believed I was writing a blog post, it's a blog post. It doesn't have to be an actual blog with an actual news feed so people can subscribe to the blog and read it on the website or in their news feed reader. I'm just imagining that I am a blogger. Where do people come up with this stuff? Brain, my density has brought me to you. What? I'm your density. <laughs> it's wild, folks. It's just wild. So, so why is this happening, right? Like, why, why do people get so riled up about this stuff? 
you know, why do people come along with this idea of, you know, something being just, you know, inevitable? Like, it's just inevitable that everyone's going to refer to podcasts as just audio shows on the internet. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's a losing battle here. Uh, I'm, I'm, that ship has sailed. Like, I don't know where this idea of inevitability and in technology comes from. Like, th- this is a false, self-fulfilling prophecy of inevitability. And guess what? Inevitability is something villains say, right? Like, Agent Smith. You hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. It is the sound of your death. Goodbye. Mr. Anderson? This is inevitable. This is inevitable. Take Thanos. I am inevitable. What the heck? (laughs) So I'm so tired of hearing losing battles. Stop fighting losing battles. That ship has sailed. You can't fight the march of progress. Stop trying to gatekeep. Blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. It is. Like, this comes up with Web3, comes up with generative AI, like all all these different conversations I somehow, uh, I don't know, I must be a sucker for punishment, but like all these conversations that come up where I'm like, uh, like, hey, folks, uh, some problems here. And it's like, oh, you're the bad guy. It's like, what? (laughs) I'm just pointing out some facts. Like this whole thing already happened with Web3, right? Like all these people were like, oh, Web3, this is going to be great. New decentralized internet built on blockchain technology and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this isn't the web. There's no such thing as Web3. Like you're just saying this is Web3 and comparing it to Web2.0. But it's not. It's not. These aren't web standards. This, this, is, this isn't a collection of web standards being developed by web standards bodies. This isn't an actual upgrade from Web 2.0. Web 2.0 isn't even the web. Really, it was just a marketing term. It was just a term that some folks said like, oh, hey, there's some new features on the web. It's really cool. These new features like Ajax. People can just log onto sites and post stuff there without having to create their own website because of Ajax and whatever, you know, user contributed content and stuff. It's so cool. This is Web 2.0. It's better than Web 1.0. There was never a Web 2.0. <laughs> it's just some marketing term, right? It's just the web. It's just the web. And the web we're using now is just a nicely evolved flavor of the same web that we had back in the early 90s. There's no Web 3. Web 3 does not exist Unless it's also a marketing term that maybe can apply to, you know, certain potentially upcoming web standards around, you know, like metadata or uh, decentralized social networking or like whatever. Like you, you could certainly point to like, you know, new features that might come along on the web in the future around payments, around social networking, around metadata and describing things, whatever, you know, the semantic web at one point was called web 3.0 and all that. Like you could point to things and kind of label it like, oh, well, you know, that's like the next big evolution of web technology or whatever. But to just come along and say like, oh, like here's, here's some libraries you can use as a software developer to do I don't know, whatever, blockchain stuff, right? It, it's not even worth describing what they say the technology is, right? Like, whatever it is, I don't care. Anyone, anywhere can just come out with a library, say software developers can use it to build whatever, and that's Web 3, or Web 4, or Web 5, or whatever. 
It's not. It's just not. That's not what the web is. You can't do that, folks. You can't do that. It's the same thing with podcasting. You can't just say, well, I'm just creating an audio show that's only available in this app, Spotify, whatever. It's only available in this app, and you can only listen to it if you're a subscriber or if you're, you know, logged in on our free plan and get a ton of ads, whatever. It's only here in our app. It's an audio show, and we're calling it a podcast just like all the other podcasts. They're all podcasts. No, they're not. They're not podcasts. <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience on Spotify is not a podcast. And you can't call it a podcast because it's not. <laughs> Can I subscribe to the Joe Rogan experience via an RSS feed in my podcast player of choice? No, I can't. It's not a podcast, folks. It's just not. And... I, I, I'm going to keep saying that till I'm blue in the face. I don't think this is a losing battle. I don't think this ship has sailed. I don't think I'm fighting the march of progress. I don't think I'm language policing. I don't think I'm trying to gatekeep. I'm trying to tell you what a podcast is, which is verifiable based on historical data. And therefore, this other thing cannot be a podcast because it doesn't fit the logical definition of what a podcast is. Somebody can't just say like, oh, I've, I've created this document, which I'm going to email to you. And because it's information on the internet, that's a website. It's not a website. It's information that was delivered to me via the internet, but it's a document that was emailed to me. It's not a website. <laughs> email. What's email? Somebody can't say, I'm going to email you this thing. This is an email. And it's like, I don't know, some, some message in Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, whatever. Somebody sends me a message in WhatsApp. It says, this is an email. It's not an email. Email uses SMTP <laughs> and, you know, IMAP or POP or whatever. You typically, uh, you know, maybe doesn't have to. If you're using something like, hey, you're using their proprietary client, but you're using email technology under the hood to receive messages and to send messages. You have an email address if you're using Hey, you know, or whether you're using Gmail or any other, uh, you know, mail server, mail client, like that's what email is. So if somebody sends me a text message or something with a, you know, with a PDF attachment and calls that an email, it's not an email. <laughs> and if a service comes along and says like, Hey, this is the next evolution of email. This is this is email reimagined, but it only works like on their service and it only works for subscribers of their service and it's not, it's not compatible with the rest of the email infrastructure out there. That's not email. It's just not. Like we all know what email is. We all know what websites are. We all know what podcasts are. Oh, never mind, we don't. We don't know what podcasts are. Podcasts are whatever they say. Whatever they say a podcast is. So let's ask Spotify. Let's ask Spotify, what's a podcast? What are the 10 most popular podcasts in the United States, according to Spotify? Let's, let's find out. Let's find out what the 10 most popular podcasts are in the United States, according to Spotify. The first one here is, no surprise, the Joe Rogan Experience. It's not a podcast, folks. It's not a podcast. <laughs> The next one is Huberman Lab. Uh, now, that one is a podcast. I was able to verify that I can access and download Huberman Lab 
in you know in any podcast player. So that is indeed a podcast. Number three, HBO's The Last of Us podcast. Thankfully, also a podcast. I can subscribe to HBO's The Last of Us in any podcast player, and so therefore it's a podcast. Call Her Daddy, not a podcast. Call Her Daddy is not a podcast because I can't subscribe to Call Her Daddy in any podcast player. Number five, Crime Junkie. It is a podcast. It is a podcast. The next one, Morbid. The next one, Daily. The next one, This Past Weekend. All podcasts. Great. So a number of podcasts on this list are indeed podcasts. Number nine on the list is Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Unfortunately, not a podcast. It's only an exclusive show on Spotify. And then finally, number 10, The Steve Will Do It Show. It is indeed a podcast. So of the 10 most popular podcasts in the United States, according to Spotify stats, you know, people using the Spotify app, uh, let's see, uh, we have one, two, three, yeah, three podcasts in the list are not, in fact, podcasts. They're exclusive audio shows on Spotify. The other seven are indeed podcasts. So yay, that's that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Unfortunately, I did start poking around in just, you know, some other countries like Argentina or India, just kind of seeing what kind of, uh, you know, breakdown there is there. And it looks like at least in some of these other markets, a lot more of the shows in the list are not actually podcasts. Uh, But it's hard to know if that's indicative of some wider trend in general around audio shows on the internet, or if uh, it's just because maybe Spotify is, you know, kind of a new entry into those markets, let's say, and people are just going on there to listen to Spotify's shows. You know, they're not necessarily like into podcasts in general, or even understand the difference between what a podcast is or is not. So I don't know. I don't know if this is something to be concerned about. You know, maybe the United States data is some kind of anomaly. Uh, it's hard to say, but it's it's worth keeping an eye on. But the, the unfortunate thing here, of course, is, you know, Spotify will say, here are the 10 most popular podcasts in whatever region. And of those entries, some of them are not podcasts. And that's unfortunate that they're continuing to uh, use and abuse uh, terminology like this. And I want to call it Apple here as like really dropping the ball because for much of the history of Apple's relationship with podcasting, they've been a good citizen, right? Like they maintained a, a pretty much a freely available directory of podcasts for a long time. And for a long time, it was the podcast directory to be on. So much so that other podcast players would essentially suck down all the Apple podcast directory metadata and use that to populate their own podcast directories. So in many cases, you could just submit two Apple podcasts. Of course, it was originally called iTunes, uh, the iTunes podcast directory. You could submit to there, and it would just kind of propagate throughout the whole ecosystem, by and large. Um, that's not true anymore. But uh, yeah, that basically, it was like that for a long time. And you know, Apple certainly didn't promote or provide you tools to create exclusive shows only on Apple's platform and still call them podcasts. Like that is very recent. 
it's very, very recent that Apple started saying you can create podcasts for Apple Podcasts that are only playable in Apple Podcasts and can be behind a paywall inside of Apple Podcasts. That's a new thing. And as much as I like what Apple does in a lot of other ways, they need to be called out on this because if a show is only available in the Apple Podcasts app, it's not a podcast. It's not. (laughs) It's really not. Uh, And I have the receipts to prove it because I knew exactly what a podcast was in 2005 and nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. A podcast is still an RSS feed. Could it be an Adam news feed instead of an RSS news feed? Maybe, but that doesn't really change the, the texture of what a podcast is. The point is that there's a news feed on the web and by publishing that news feed you can get access to a reverse chronological list of episodes and you can download the mp3 files. Doesn't have to be an mp3 file necessarily, could be something else, but mp3 is the most widely supported and that's why most podcasts, I believe, are still mp3 format like this one. Um, You know, you can download the latest episode to listen to by downloading that MP3 file, and you know that that MP3 file exists because it came to you through a newsfeed. Like, that's how podcasting works. And nothing Apple can do, nothing Spotify can do, nothing any of these other corporations can do is going to change that. And certainly not if there's a colloquial change in perception out there I would argue in recent times, pretty recent times, to think like, oh, a podcast is just any audio show on the internet. Is any any show, any show anywhere that's not video, that's audio only, that's a podcast. Or if, you know, if somebody calls it a podcast, fine, it's a podcast. It's whatever they want to call it, that's what it is. I completely, 100% without reservation, without qualification, disagree with that, will continue to disagree with that, and will actually continue to argue that news reporters that accept that definition, that it's just audio shows on the internet, has nothing to do with RSS per se, has nothing to do with podcast players, the ecosystem of players, the ecosystem of hosts, the ecosystem of directories, has nothing to do with any of those things per se. They're wrong. These reporters are wrong. They got to start doing their damn jobs and telling people what podcasts are, the correct definition of this word, because it's really important. This is my final point here. I know this is a long, long rant, but this is my final point. This is really important. Like, like this is really important. This is one of the most important issues around internet media today. There, I've said it. This is one of the most important issues. What is a podcast, I would argue, is maybe one of the top five, top three, maybe even top two most important issues around internet media today. The the first one, of course, is a general one, right? Like the open web needs to remain open, which itself is oddly controversial in certain circles when you start talking about it. Like there's people out there who will just flat out disrespect the web. Like they think, you know, oh, HTML sucks and it's hard to build apps for the web and it's also dumb, like, you know, I can't believe how web development's so backwards and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, it makes me so mad. Like, truly the number one issue of all internet media today is keeping the open web open. 
perhaps number two now could be argued uh, open social networks, right? The Fediverse, a federated social networks uh, built on open protocols. You know, maybe one could argue that's the number two issue, you know, making sure that everyone has the ability to participate in social networking without being reliant just on Twitter or just on Facebook or just on TikTok or whatever, right? Really, really important, really important stuff. Okay, let's say number three. Number three, podcasting. Open podcasting. Keeping podcasting part of the open web. Keeping it inherently an open medium using open formats. You know, I don't know if RSS technically is considered a web standard. I'd have to do some research on that. I'm not sure, you know, I can in good conscience label it an open web standard, but it's it's standard enough, right? Like RSS is a known thing. It's everywhere. It's been used on the web for decades, literally decades. RSS helped fuel the rise of blogs. It helped fuel the rise of podcasts. So for all intents and purposes, RSS is a standard. It's part of the open web. It's how podcasting works, and nothing is going to change that. I'm here to tell you that right now. Nothing's changing that. Nothing is changing that. To, to say some somebody's going to change that, Spotify or Apple or whoever, is going to change how podcasting works so it doesn't use RSS anymore, is like saying Google or Microsoft or Facebook or Amazon or whoever is going to change how the web works so we're not using URLs anymore, we're not using HTML anymore, the web's going to turn into something else. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's it's inane to suggest that. It's not happening. Like, it's just like, believe me, believe me, in the early days of the web, in the late 90s, in the early 2000s, there were many, 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 many attempts to take over the web and turn it into something else. You know, we had Java applets, we had Flash, we had you know, proprietary Microsoft extensions inside of Internet Explorer. Like, there's a whole raft of movements to try to turn the web into the little playground of large corporations who want the web to turn into the thing they wanted to turn it into. And they failed. They failed. Thank God they failed. Hallelujah, folks. Microsoft and the rest of them failed. Look, I mean, just take a look recently with Google and AMP. Google tried to pretend that AMP was this amazing new open format that people could use to publish content on the web. You know, publish your content with AMP and it'll be much faster, much nicer, particularly on mobile than using standard web page technology. All these publishers should start using AMP. They failed. And thank God they failed. I hated AMP from day one. Couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand it. Oh my God, AMP made me so mad. I'm still mad about it. I still don't trust Google in many ways because of what they tried to uh, foist on us in the format of AMP. It was terrible. Just terrible. Now, one could argue that the, the sort of lofty, noble ideals around AMP were indeed noble. You know, make the mobile web better for users, make it faster, make the ads less annoying, whatever. That's fine. But you can't just try to replace standard web technology. Stop. Don't do it. (laughs) So folks have tried to take over the open web. They failed. Folks have tried to take over blogs. Did they succeed? I don't know. 
I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's really unfortunate uh, what happened around blogging because it essentially got replaced by and large with, you know, a few big publications and Twitter. And, you know, we're regretting this to this day, right? The the sort of slow fade of blogging and RSS news feeds, et cetera, around blogging, we're now coming to really regret, really starting to regret that. And then we have podcasting, which thankfully is strong. Podcasting, open podcasting, the real podcasting is still going strong. It's still an awesome medium. It's an amazing medium. It's an open medium. It's an open ecosystem. There are many different players. And I I mean, literally podcast players. I don't just mean like, you know, businesses or whatever. Like there are many literal players. There's Pocket Cast, there's Overcast, there's, uh, you know, Castro, um, all, all the big ones from Apple and Google and whoever that play open podcasts. Like, you know, you can use Spotify and only play actual podcasts. You don't have to play their exclusive shows. So there's this whole ecosystem out there, right? This whole ecosystem of podcasting. And then a company like Spotify comes along, sucks this entire ecosystem of open podcasting, this entire thing. They, they just consume like like a virus. They just consume all of this data and then they rewrite it. <laughs> they reformat it and, and change it and twist it, pervert it, I would argue, into the thing they want it to be, which is the audio version of Netflix, right? Netflix. Netflix, a very successful company, you know, still... I think it's the largest streaming platform in the world for, uh, you know, for TV shows, movies, right? Like that, that sort of content. Spotify wants to be the Netflix of audio. They want you to think audio shows go to Spotify, just like you think TV shows go to Netflix. Spotify and chill. They would love that. They want everyone all over the place, everywhere to go to Spotify and get their audio content from Spotify. And so they've taken this entire ecosystem of open podcasting, this whole incredible thing all over the world using open protocols compatible with a wide range of devices, players, operating systems, hosting companies, content producers. They've taken this whole thing in. They've sucked it all into their app. And now they want you to think podcasts are shows they produce on their platform that are, that are only available through their platform, are only created using their tools for their platform, and you have to be a subscriber to Spotify to play their exclusive podcasts. Screw them. It's not going to happen. I'm not doing that. All the podcasters I know and love aren't doing that. It's not happening. They're going to fail. Spotify is going to fail. And I'm glad. I'm glad they're going to fail at this. Apple's going to fail too. (laughs) Eventually, they're going to realize that they failed at it. It's not going to happen. Open podcasting is a wonderful, wonderful global ecosystem, global community, just like the open web, just like blogging even. I'm going to say blogging is still a thing. Blogs are still a thing. They haven't killed them yet. They're still a thing. And podcasting is most definitely still a thing. Spotify is going to fail, Apple's going to fail, and you know what? There's going to be a whole lot of reporters, a whole lot of journalists in years to come 
that are going to be writing articles about like what went wrong, how Spotify and Apple failed to capture the market, and open podcasting remains a thing. And I'm going to point to those articles and I'm going to say, where were you in the year 2023? Why weren't you in the year 2023 saying this is not okay? Where were you in the year 2023 explaining to people who don't know why, why would they? Why would the general public know what a podcast is technically? Why 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 would the average person know what RSS feeds and enclosures and MP3 files are? Like they don't really need to know that. I'm not blaming them. I'm not I'm not going up to the average Joe on the street and saying like, "Do you know what a podcast is? Tell me now." Oh, you're wrong. I'm going to explain to you. Like, I don't care. I don't care what the average person on the street thinks a podcast is. I care what journalists know that it is who are reporting on podcasts. I care what Apple thinks a podcast is. I care what Spotify thinks a podcast is. And if they start saying, here's what a podcast is, and they're wrong, and journalists just report that and don't correct it, it's on them. It's on them for not reporting correctly. Now, I'm by no means anti-journalist. I'm actually pro-journalist. I have a lot of respect for journalism and journalists because many journalists do their job. They, they, they talk to the whistleblowers. They report on corruption. They report on this sort of thing. You know, they, they report the shenanigans. I don't know why there isn't a large movement of solid news reporters out there writing, you know, for tech journals or even just like regular journals, you know, Washington Post. Why aren't they out there reporting on this horrific and horrendous land grab that is trying to take over the podcasting market with these exclusive audio shows that aren't podcasts. To me, this is one of the biggest news stories in technology. Why aren't more people reporting on this? This is huge. This is a really, really big deal. And boy, does it make me mad. Boy, does it make me mad to post on Mastodon an open, decentralized social networking platform across many different instances, all open source. You know, many of the instances are just run by individual operators on donation. We're we're all here on Mastodon, the beneficiaries of this incredible, this incredible open technology and, and the growth of this wonderful new open technology, the Fediverse. We're here talking about podcasting and to have A fair number of people, certainly not the majority of people, but a fair number of people start saying things like, well, actually, podcast is a portmanteau of iPod and broadcast. Well, this is just fighting a losing battle. This ship has sailed. You know, how dare you play language police? Ah, it gets me worked up. Uh, I I wish, believe me, I, I wish, I wish I didn't get this worked up about this topic. Like, I wish I could just be like, eh, whatever, you know, podcast, the word podcast, sure, it can mean audio shows on the internet, whatever. You know, if Apple wants to redefine podcasts, fine. If newspapers don't want to report about this shift in perception around podcasting, what a podcast is, eh, whatever, it's fine. Other things to worry about, you know. Other things in the news that are more important. Yeah, let's, let's just go talk about those things. I can't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't let this go. I can't not talk about this. I mean, that's basically why this podcast exists. It's, it, th- this is why Fresh Fusion is a podcast, and it exists, and I'm recording it. This show is literally about the business and the art 
and the ethics of content creation on the open web. And to me, podcasting is a fundamental pillar of content creation on the open web. Podcasting is a part of the open web. And for it to stop being a part of the open web, for it to become this land grab by a few companies, it's just reprehensible. So, Spotify, shame on you. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think but fly. Think. I gotta have time to recopy it. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework and your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Well, now, of course not. No, I wouldn't no. want that to happen. So what are you looking at, butthead? All right, folks, if you're still listening, and <laughs> congratulations if you are. Uh, this, once again, has been your host, Jared White. Thanks for listening to Fresh Fusion. And as always, you can go to jaredwhite.com slash podcast to listen to previous episodes of the show. And you can follow me uh, at jaredwhite.com on Mastodon. I'm at jaredwhite at indieweb.social. And until next time, bye-bye. 88 miles per- Yes.